The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Tommy Dreamer, and Bully Ray break down what was a wild and crazy dynamite from last night. We get into the amazing match between Adam Cole and MJF. We also talk about Punk's return in the video package we saw on Dynamite and Sting and Jericho face off for the first time ever. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. When you start off with M- MJF and Adam Cole, you know you're in store for one hell of a two-hour show that Dynamite delivered last night. Uh, I thought Dynamite delivered across the board. I really did enjoy the show. Like you said, it felt like it was a go-home show. Uh, it, we always talk about packing a lot of stuff in. Um, they did give us a lot. I mean, hell, we got Will Ospreay for free. Um, as well as, you know, we established some matches for Forbidden Door. I loved what they did. But like, like you said, um, right off the bat, you got MJF and Adam Cole. And I got to tell you guys, great job. Uh, you got me when the finish happened with the 30 minute Broadway, I totally did not see that coming and it was a great job. And then sometimes, you know, when you're uber critical of a wrestling program and you're talking about, like I just said, they gave, you know, Hey, it's so much it's, or, or I didn't under, it was 30 minutes of just straight up really good wrestling and some great storytelling, some great swerves. Uh, so right off the bat, they got me and, and MJF's listen, he answered all his critics, I really do enjoy his work, even that opening spot where he does the strut. I mean, straight out of uh, Ric Flair, straight out of Bill Dundee, Jerry Lawler, uh, actually Jackie Fargo strut and uh, bringing it back. And it gets such a great reaction, but I did enjoy the match and the finish totally got me where I was. uh, There was so many great false finishes and this crowd, especially has was what we, I was always expecting with AEW crowds. The crowd was into the majority of the entire show and off the charts, loud, on their feet, uh, an enjoyable, enjoyable first match. And and a lot to talk about when it came to that matchup, a lot to talk about with what happened on Dynamite last night. And Bully, like one question that we always had about MJF, and I think he answered it in his match with Brian Danielson, but I think he answered it again last night with Adam Cole, is could MJF be as good in the ring as he is on the microphone? 
that's very tough to do because I don't think there's many people better right now in 2023 than MJF on the microphone. But I think he has answered a lot of critics when it comes to his wrestling ability. And I really felt like Cole and MJF have a certain chemistry in the ring together. And I think they showed that last night. Much like Tommy, I very much enjoyed Adam Cole versus MJF. Incredible chemistry together. Uh, could be a, a a steamboat and flair-esque rivalry where you find wow. the right opponent that you can dance with and draw money with. Wow. In no way, shape, or form am I comparing MJF or mm -hmm. Adam Cole to Ric Flair or Ricky Steamboat, but that just helps paint the picture of the chemistry that they have together and where they can go together. It's kind of like anybody, it's Flair and Dusty. It's, uh, it's Tommy and Raven, it's Hardys and Dudleys. It's when you finally find that dance partner that you can make a lot of money with and tell some great stories and have some great matches with, so. Um, I, I really enjoyed the match. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about how MJF has had to back it down a notch in the ring and lots of people listening, especially the dirt sheets, decided to take that as me talking about uh, MJF slowing down physically, slowing down with his wrestling. That is not what I meant at all. I said he had to slow down in the ring and back it down in the in the ring a notch on the microphone for the other three guys, the other three pillars that he was in there with, because to me, none of them were able to uh, really keep up with MJF during that program on the microphone. Uh, I was concerned for Max coming out of that storyline because I didn't think Max was taking the steps forward that he had been taking over the past couple of years, but he's right back on track with Adam Cole, proof positive that when you have the right guy or gal or team standing across from you, you can make magic happen. I love the way the match ended with the ref about to hit the three count and the bell rings. Absolutely shocking. And the heat did not go on the ref and the heat did not go on the timekeeper. As a matter of fact, there wasn't heat on anybody Except for MJF when he slid out of the ring and said, basically said no to the extra five minutes, which is great because everybody, you know, everybody knows that if a match has a time limit, the time limit's going to expire. What happens with most of the time limit matches, like in a, in a Japanese match or, you know, e even in WWE, sometimes when we see a time limit, the timer is up on the board. You know, where you can see the countdown. And if you could see the countdown, you can pretty much figure out what direction they're going in with the finish. Not last night. They made you, AEW did a great job of making you forget about the time limit. And who's keeping the time? Well, the timekeeper at the timekeeper's table. I really, really liked everything that I saw from those guys. But there's a major however to this. And I'm going to save the however for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because last night with AEW, I saw a lot of good. I saw some bad, and I saw some very ugly. And the very ugly happened in the MJF versus Adam Cole match. All right, so let's hold on to that. Let's maybe get that at the top of the hour at 10 a.m. We'll do yeah, uh, sure. the good, the bad, the ugly, which 
we haven't done, I, I don't think, in quite some time, Bully. So I'm glad that we're bringing it back. One thing about the match with MJF and Adam Cole, guys, and Tommy, I want to get your take on it, is that a lot of times as fans, we assume things. I just assumed that Adam Cole was going to win that match last night. Why? It's Eliminator match. If he wins the match, he gets a shot at MJF in that AEW World Championship title. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to All In, you know, that's taking place at the end of August. The next the next pay-per-view is next weekend with Forbidden Door, and we know, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, what direction that AEW World Championship is taking a turn towards. But, Tommy, I just assumed that Adam Cole was going to win that match last night, and I think that's a big reason why I even saw that end, like Bully said, as a complete surprise. Right, because you're saying it's a qualifying match. Why would yeah. they have this match? Um, the title's not on the line. You could, of course, beat the champion. It's not going to, you know, uh, he's not going to lose the title. Uh, they got you. Just like I said, they got me. When when that bell rang, I thought it was going to be a heel ringing the bell. And when it was just like, what? A, oh, my gosh, you forget. And then the announcers did a great job of jumping on a 30-minute time limit. How you don't. Um, give that away, like Bully said, to the fans as you show that clock. And once you start showing the clock or the proverbial five minutes, you know, to go, five minutes to go, one minute to go, then we know we're going to get that. Did it beautifully. And it's been done in wrestling a million times. I mean, there's so many times where Ric Flair clutching the title, um, the old, you know, NWA TV title or Georgia had to be defended within 10 minutes. And then what would yeah. they do? They would always extend the time limit. Or they would actually go and switch the title and say, well, it didn't switch because it was the TV title. It could only be defended on television. These are certain like little rules in the annals of history that have actually worked. Uh, this worked big time last night and totally caught us off guard. And the storytelling going into it, man, like there was so many great moments. Uh, I'm not always a big fan of the heel putting somebody through a table, but then going that extra mile because you want to win by a count out is uh is like oh you're such an asshole like and that's the best part about mjf he is so talented but why does he have to go do asshole things the use the uh i always call it the eddie guerrero thing where the referee's down um and you know you grab the title you, you fall uh that would be the lying and the cheating part and then when the referee fell the second part and <laughs> just the the facials between Adam Cole, MJF, like, oh man, I'm going to get caught. I thought that was it. Oh, they're going to, this is how they're going to do it. Then when he went for the ring, this is how they're going to do it. Uh, just brilliant, brilliantly done uh, with all. Like I said, they got me and I've watched way too much wrestling. They got you, David. Um, so, I mean, just think of that where we got emotionally invested into a match. And that's what Bully said, where two guys who gel together don't know if they've worked before uh, in, in the past, maybe on the Indies. Uh, I've wrestled both guys. Both guys had were good to great. And I worked them a long, long time ago, as opposed to what we're seeing now, because now they're both operating next level. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. Cole 
and MJF have great chemistry together. I think it's the first chapter of what I think is going to be a great story. A story that you can now tell over the next 10 weeks till we get to All In in the UK. That being said, let's go out to Brandon in New York. Brandon, what did you want to say about Cole and MJF? Uh, I, I actually, actually, good morning, first of all. Uh, good morning. I just wanted to, uh, <clears throat> what would you guys think of, like, a best two out of three falls or, like, a best of seven series between these two? Would that be more something, like, as Bully said, that would sell tickets and bring more into the live shows? Or would that be something that you guys would uh, would be too much for what they're do- trying to do for the next 10 weeks, you think? I, I think the foundation that MJF and Adam Cole poured last night is strong enough to build any type of story, angle, anything with. So a suggestion about doing a two out of three falls match or a best of seven, uh, anything and everything sounds good with these two after what I saw from them last night, because last night was a wrestling match. We saw a great wrestling match from these two. They la- they laid the groundwork for what we possibly could see in the in the future. I could even make the argument that maybe we saw a little too much from them last night, but I'm not making that argument because I enjoyed what I got from MJF Adam, and Adam Cole. And so, I, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, just finish your point. I'm done. Uh, just to explain when wrestlers talk about chemistry in the ring, it means as soon as we lock up, we know right away we're going to have a good match. And then that whole chemistry continues. If you ever talk to Ric Flair or Ricky Steamboat, uh, they've also said it on document uh, documentaries where it's like, man, half the matches that we ever had, we just did it like on live events and everything we just did in the ring. Um if I locked up with Taz today, and if I said a few key words to Taz, I know what he would do because we work so many times. Me and Raven just had this chemistry together. The The mic work and all that stuff is different. Um, if you talk about, I just watched this rival, The Rock and John Cena, they went at each other. They didn't have great chemistry with each other. On the microphone, they were shooting with each other at times, and they were trying to get different type of reactions where people aren't saying, oh, my God, these have a, guys have amazing chemistry. No, they're great talkers, and they're able to go at each other uh, verbally. And, yes, they did have a good match together. So I just want the wrestling fans to and the nation to understand when people are talking about chemistry, it's literally from the lockup to the match that they had because that was – like we said, on a first-time national level of what we saw with that. Chemistry in a pro wrestling match is the same thing as chemistry in the bedroom. Emotional chemistry, physical chemistry, um, romantic chemistry, chemistry from when you hug Chemistry from when you kiss, chemistry from when you touch, chemistry from when you're, you know, doing it. Anything and everything and in between, there's a, you're on the same page. 
chemistry between two ballroom dancers who have never ever touched before but the minute they touch one knows that i'm the follower and the other one knows that i'm the leader and being a great follower is a, as important in chemistry as being a great leader knowing the other one's movements knowing the other one's move set knowing how the other one sells knowing how many steps another one takes across the ring, knowing the facial expressions, this is chemistry. Being in tune with your partner. The same way you're in tune with your partner in a bedroom that leads to great romantic experiences is the same way you need to be in tune with your partner in the ring. And MJF and Adam Cole are in tune with one another right from the beginning. And it's also when, when we're talking about, you know, the nation is calling in talking about like when, you know, he threw the belt in the river and did all that stuff. That's creative. And that's how to further your storyline. That has nothing to do with um, chemistry. chemistry. That has, how do we get from point A to, to point B? to get to point Z where our, you know, the finish is. Um, that's kind of how you have, like when wrestlers are talking or, or when you're, you're doing stuff like that, you know, and you could hear this with, you know, football players. Hey, I'm the quarterback. I'm Joe Montana. Joe Montana said, I knew if I threw the ball here, Jerry Rice would get it done. Or your receiver. I knew if I took three steps and I turned because my route was three steps and turn that ball was there because they have this great chemistry or when pitchers are, are pitching a perfect game or they're talking about a no hitter, they always praise who their catcher, then their teammates. Uh, I just watched the, do the documentary of Ron Guidry talking about him striking out 19 players, uh, which set the Yankee record. And, and I remember this as a young kid and he's just like, man, Thurman Munson, when I first went out there, I had nothing. And he goes, Thurman Munson was just putting the ball, telling me where to pitch it. And then I just hit this groove, but Thurman kept on going here, here. And he goes, and Thurman Munster wasn't the type of guy who was like, you got to strike this guy out. Thurman's just like, man, I don't know how you're doing this. He would motivate me this way. So this is that, you know, when I'm talking about when you're, what we saw with all these great feuds, Tommy Dreamer Raven, we literally locked up today. We would do something when everyone just saw when Raven retired, he DDT'd me. It was for real. Didn't know it was coming. I just locked in with him and I knew what was about to happen. We didn't say, Hey, let's do this at this planned time, blah, blah, blah. No, that's chemistry. Yeah. And, and Dave, you know, Dave, real ahead. quick, uh, from a personal, uh, uh, experience, there were nine Dudleys when the Dudleys were first created nine different guys all on separate pages, but me and Devon started feuding against one another. And I realized real quick, that in feuding with one another, we had a unique chemistry. I was able to read him and he was able to read me unlike we were able to do with the rest. And that's what I went to Paul and I used the word chemistry. I said, me and him have a chemistry, put us together. Let's see what happens. The rest is history, but it's just a feel thing that you have with somebody out there. You try to explain it, like if a wrestler tries to explain it, that's why I bring up like 
romance or sex or the bedroom because you you have a, a certain chemistry with Violetta, right? Unlike unlike that you've had with any of your you know other wives. It's just that no, seriously, yeah. I'm not, It's just that certain something. It's this it's this cosmic connection that brings you together in a way that you're not brought together with anybody else. It's the same thing. In Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details wrestling hi everybody christopher mad dog russo here familiar you should be well now you can catch mad dog's daily bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports nfl baseball golf nba even the hockey that you know you can count on that's mad dog's daily bite drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts and you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 eastern on mad dog Unleashed, sirius xm channel 82 or anytime on the sxm app i mean what do you expect from cm punk come saturday night at collision um, I thought of that as I know I'm going to wrestle, did not think of that as, oh, he's going to speak. Uh, I would stretch out the speaking part though, uh, with all the videos that they're showing, obviously I, they're trying to say that he's going to be a baby face. Like I said, I think we should read the room. Chicago is an anomaly. It's where he's from. It's where he's done a lot of greatness. I listen, he's done a lot of greatness everywhere, but you're going to have to feel it out. If it's me and uh, I was him, I grab that microphone and I kind of say a lot of those same things. And at the end, I say, I'm sorry. 
and I messed up and I want to do this or end my career the right way and tell my story and my story on the right way. I apologize if I brought any negativity towards AEW. I apologize if I brought negativity to myself. I'm just saying I'm sorry. And now let's go have a kick-ass wrestling match. If I'm going to try to be a babyface, if I'm going to try to be a heel, don't hand me a microphone because I'll destroy you. It's funny because there's a few things that he said. And again, I guess it's up for interpretation. But he said, as in regards to what's going to take place on Saturday, he said, nothing is certain. He says he has scores to settle. And he said, I have a lot of things to get off my chest. So, Bully, when you hear those things from CM Punk, uh, what do you think is going to happen on Saturday night at Collision? I don't know, but the first words that came to mind were the boy that cried wolf. Remember when WWE backstage came out and the big announcement was that CM Punk was going to be on and CM Punk was like, oh boy, I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say something and everybody's going to be talking because I have a live microphone in my hand. And then what did he say? Nothing. Now, do I think we're going to get that again from him? No. But I'm going to sit back and he's going to have to win me over from a character point of view. I don't give a shit about anything less than the pro wrestling story and the character. All of that other stuff, I'm not focusing on. I want to know how on Saturday night, whether it's in this six-man, before this six-man, after this six-man, you're catching lightning in a bottle and you're telling me why CM Punk is must-see television. You better make me love you again or you better make me hate you even more than I hate you right now for the perception that you have created. So that's what it is. I don't want like, oh, oh, you know, it's CM Punk. You never know what he's going to say. And here's your live microphone. And then you didn't, you didn't really say anything. Do I like Tommy's idea of the apology? Yep. Because Tommy said what he should be apologizing for. But if I'm CM Punk and I'm going to apologize, I'm using that apology as a giant swerve. I'm using that apology to lure your lure you right in just so I can cut your throat. Tommy, to your point, I, I think 75% of that video package is up for interpretation. I believe that it is very, very general. He says, I'm coming back to AEW. My goals have not changed. I have scores to settle. That is a very like that's very, very general. And up until the last 10 seconds of that video, and that's when he specifically says, Saturday, June 17th, microphone in hand. I don't know what I'm going to say. So, Bully, to that end, by listening to that, is he almost making a promise that he will have a live microphone in his hand come Saturday? That. that, that. That's kind of what he said, right? Yeah. Now, not only, listen, they, 
they put that video package into Dynamite for a reason. Tony Khan came on last week and announced the six men. So now I know I'm getting CM Punk in a six man. I'm getting him in a wrestling match. There's no promise or there's no illusion of a promise that he's going to be speaking. They put that package deliberately into Dynamite last night. For what reason, Dave? To get people to tune in on Saturday to hear what Punk has to say. Because Punk said he's got something to say, right? Yes. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say something. Ooh, we got to tune in. Punk is going to talk. Okay, good. Now it's time to talk, brother. Now, you get if Punk goes in the ring and says, you know, I know there's a lot of perception out there about the press conference, blah, blah, blah. I did this. I did that, blah, blah, blah. And CM Punk from 10 years ago would have turned around and said, F everybody. But now I just want to say, hey, man, I'm sorry. I love AEW. I love the fan base, blah, blah, blah. I want to do the right thing here. I want to have a great show. Great collision. Yada, yada. Sorry if I caused any turmoil. We're back on track. Rah, rah, rah. Sis, boom, bah. You know, go team, go. Okay, that's fine. If you want to go a different direction and turn it into something heelish, that's great too. But win me over. Win the fan base back over. Is it going to be hard in Chicago for him to win over people? No. Probably not. But there is a video right now floating around on social media of a fan last night who took video of the live house in Washington, D.C. when the punk promo was playing. And this person was sitting pretty far back in the arena, almost across from the Tron. Mm -hmm. So you get a large section of the audience. And the punk promo is playing, and you could hear a pin drop in the, in the arena. No reactions to the punk promo. And very little when it ended. So, like Tommy said, being in Chicago, they're setting him up for success. It's the right town. Let's see what happens beyond that. It seems like the majority of the AEW fans, excuse me, are kind of fed up by this whole situation. They want to move on from it. I think I think they want to move on from it. I think, but at least... There was the whole debate. Do you bring Punk back? Do you not bring Punk back? Well, that decision's been made. You're bringing Punk back. So I think at this point, I think you're right. And 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 Tommy, you said it. And Bully, you just said it. I think the fans are kind of like, we're over it. Let's just move on. You know, that, that brawl out, all out thing, that's going all the way back to September. And everybody's overanalyzed it, talked about it. I think it's like, like you said, let's see what Punk is going to do moving forward. To your point, Tommy, if you did a little, I'm sorry, I a little, that's just a quick little thing. That's one line. That could be just one line of a promo that Punk cuts in that in that ring in Chicago. Hey guys, I'm sorry. You know, if everything that's happened over the over some of it was under my control, some of it wasn't. But let's move on. I think that's all you really need to address, and you can move on from it. Don't forget that media scrum that was never on AEW television. You know, you had to find that on the internet, find that on YouTube. You had to go out yourself. It was never used in any kind of story that we saw, but the perception is there. So, so Tommy, you could move off of it very, very quickly if you want to come Saturday night. Yes, uh, being humble, yeah, being 
apologetic if you really are sorry about it. Hey, man, bad stuff happens. I, I, I apologize. If I shined a bad light on what you thought or who I th- thought I was, I apologize. I'm trying to move forward, and I just want the best for AEW, and I want to kick somebody's ass right now. Let's have the match. Um, you know, when you're doing things like this and this, and this also takes me back to ECW when like we bring in people, it would be a big thing. Are we advertising that they're going to be there or if they're advertising, if they're going to wrestle uh, tonight on impact, Bully Ray addresses what the impact zone for what he did for what's going on. We're not saying Bully's wrestling. We're not saying it. We're saying he's going to be there and he's going to, with a microphone, address the impact zone. You have to be very, very specific. You don't want to false advertise. I think you had it with the matchup. If you're taking for those videos and they sprinkled in a lot, a few of those, um, and you're basically saying that he's also going to talk, me personally, I would have waited. But if not, grab the microphone, say sorry, let's move on. Let's have a great wrestling show. Chicago, I love you. Let's do this. Boom. It's out. You're done. Yeah. The the only part I slightly disagree with Tommy is is with uh, the talking. Tommy says I would have waited. I think they need to load up their artillery as much as they can for this Saturday night. To Saturday night in the summer, who is going to be parked in front of their television sets for this? You need to give me the mother load of wrestling shows this Saturday night. And other than punk and a six man and punk talking, Dave, right now, what are you looking forward to on Saturday night? It's just it's, it's just that it's a debut of a new show. Uh, but what's really selling me is they really sold it to me last night when Punk said about microphone in hand. You know, that's the winning combination, right, is microphone in Punk's hand. That, to me, is the big selling point of Saturday Night's show. But I asked you this last week, and I'll ask you again. On Saturday night at 8 o'clock, will you be on your couch in front of your television? I, I I can't answer that question, <laughs> Bully. Like, you know, for me, you know, right now, I, it's more likely right now today that I will be as opposed to when you first asked me that question last week. Because now it feels like something very newsworthy and significant is going to happen. Listen, you you know, Bully, I was going to watch Collision. But you also know I'm a married man, and Saturday night is the only night of the week that I know that I have free that I could take my wife out to dinner or take her out on a date night. And I think that's probably true for a lot of people as well. You know, you work during the week. You can't really do things, you know, Monday through Friday night because of work. But the one night that you know that is not an issue and not a problem is Saturday night. It's a tough sell. Though that being said, Bully, a lot of people love the pay-per-views on Saturday night. Why? Because they don't have to get up early the next day. Now that's only once a month as opposed to every single Saturday night. So it's easier to say, all right, one Saturday a month, I know I'm going to be parked in front of my TV to watch a pay-per-view. It's more difficult to do that each and every Saturday night. That's why I think what you said, Bully, as far as like, I think a lot more people are going to be following it on social media and watching it on DVR than actually sitting in front of their TV watching it on a Saturday night. 
Fair enough. This is former PGA Tour winner Smiley Kaufman, host of The Smiley Show, a SiriusXM podcast. You want to know what I love about golf? I get to talk to some really cool people. I get to walk the fairways of the best courses in the world with the best players in the world, and I get to share it with you every single week. Listen to The Smiley Show right now on Stitcher, Pandora, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's Smiley, S-M-Y-L-I-E. But one segment that definitely got me fired up last night was Sting and Chris Jericho. We've never seen Sting and Chris Jericho face-to-face like we did last night. Tommy, you're a big historian like I am. Pretty cool moment last night on Dynamite. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed the setup. Kind of how it was here's an interview with sammy here comes darby interrupted by jericho and when all this went down and sammy and uh now jericho are talking from the middle of it and this is a great positioning then darby's kind of like well i'm not alone it's sting here comes sting and love, love, loved how they did the dueling baseball bats in the sense of Jericho putting up his stick, Sting putting up his stick, and then basically Jericho showing ass and leaving is what a good heel sometimes needs to do to get heat. Hopefully setting up a tag match, then hopefully getting to a big Jericho versus Sting. Um, uh, you know, I had said before they had announced any tickets, is this something where you want to do Sting goes for the world Sting goes for some title. If he loses, he retires, that type of scenario. And I do think, to Bully's point, I understand when he says an attraction, Sting is an attraction, but Sting, I do think Sting wrestling is something, but to Bully's point, Sting is part of the AEW roster. Bully's, I think, looking outside the roster for that next thing. But I do but think you just, Sting But you just mentioned a stipulation moves. that's definitely an attraction if it's some kind of like career versus career between two of the biggest legends you know sting and chris jericho bully that could be something that could attract people to tune into all in or buy a ticket to all in come the end of the summer there are rumors out there right now that tony khan gave vince russo a call and asked him what his opinion was on Sting versus Chris Jericho, and I believe uh, Vince Russo told Tony Khan that they should do Sting versus Jericho with a bat on a pole at Wembley Stadium. And I think Tony Khan is now constructing the world's largest and highest pole ever for the match. <laughs> I think a pole, you have a choice, Vince Russo or the bat on top yes. of the pole to use as a weapon. <laughs> and whoever gets the bat gets to hit Vince Russo. <laughs> Um, but we like the truth, by the way. Yeah, I know. Um, but you know what, though? I mean, career versus career bully. I mean, we talk about, you know, you know, we talk about Sting and what he meant to WCW, what Sting has meant to AEW so far. Uh, Chris Jericho is somebody with his work outside of the WWE has catapulted him into my top 10 of all time. Um, Sting has done a lot. I mean, I don't think people expected anything from Sting after WrestleMania 31. I don't think anybody expected expected anything from Sting after what happened with him and Seth Rollins in the WWE. But we've gotten a lot from Sting. So, so Tommy, that type of matchup could be marquee. 
you know, especially to a UK audience that maybe has never seen a lot of Jericho or Sting. Yeah, I mean, that's why I said an attraction. Bully, you had something to say? I just wanted to say that, especially after last night, I, I saw Sting in that ring last night, and there were moments where I was reading him where he was definitely saying to himself, what the frick am I doing here? I do not belong in this ring with the other talent that are in this ring. There, there were two times when I could see the definitive frustration on his face, maybe even saying himself, you know what? It might be time to call it a day. And if Sting's last match is against Chris Jericho in Wembley in front of, I'll call it 70,000, that's a nice way to go out in front of a, 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 in front of an audience that is going to give you your flowers, throw rose petals at your feet and give you a thank you and an applause and all the fanfare you can possibly ask for against Jericho book it. And that's also the great thing. When you have a sting, he can be an ambassador as well as sting doesn't need to have any more matches. Sting could literally walk out, hit somebody with a bat, do the sting Splash, do the, you know, scorpion or do the sting drop and you're out. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.